Welcome to Play for Keeps, a presentation of Ashland New Plays Festival. This play is the property of the playwright who reserves all rights to its use. This recording is the property of Ashland New Plays Festival, Inc., which reserves all rights to its use. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Knockout Mouse by Gabriel Neustadt Knockout Mouse, a play. Characters? Peter Horn, late 20s to early 30s. A grad student and a neuroscience researcher. Max Melby, late 20s to early 30s. Peter's friend, also a researcher. Greta Mendio, 50s. An accomplished neuroscientist and Peter's employer. Setting. Scene 1, Peter's apartment. Thursday evening. Scene 2, Mendio's office. Friday morning. Time, the present. Scene 1. Lights rise on Peter's apartment. Peter and Max hug briefly. Peter wears a band-aid just above his left eye. In the corner sits a cage that contains a small field mouse. Peter will occasionally visit his pet throughout the scene. What's done is done. What's done is done. Is done. Is done. Is done. I wish you the very best, and I mean it. You deserve it, and I mean it sincerely. Another job's going to open up next year. You'll be Mendio's top choice. Let's talk about something else. There's still the Genzyme job. No, but that was your job. I'm no good for it. Sure you are. I can tell them you're... Uh... No, I already talked to Kevin about it. Um, I'm no good. Oh, well, uh, yeah, let's talk about something else. So did Mendio ask you to apply or what? She was talking about it. So she asked you? Yeah, she was talking about it, and she was saying how my work was going really well, and, um... And you put two and two together. Yeah, well, she asked me to apply. She did? Oh, I... I was thinking she just... You know. What? Well, you know, you said you were talking about your work, and the job came up, and she was talking, and, you, you know, you... What? Nothing, just... Forget it. No, what? Nah, it's nothing. Points to Peter's eyebrow. I, uh, I'm sorry about the thing. I'm really sorry I did that. Come on. Don't worry. What's done is... Nah, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you need stitches or something? Nah, I just put some stare strips on it. Anyway, it's been there long enough, so what the hell? He looks in a mirror on the wall and peels off the band-aid. Oh, look at that. Oh. oh. I'm I'm so sorry. You can hardly see it. All done. So, uh, where are you looking now? Uh, uh B-list shit. Um may teach high school or something like that if I can't find a lab that'll type take me. Just wait a year or two. Something good'll What uh, what? What? Yeah, no, probably two. Probably one. I heard the big labs are hiring again next year when NIH starts the new... Um... It's not like I'm going to jump out a window or something. Right. Auto defenestrate. What? Auto defenestrate. To launch oneself out a window. Oh, right, yeah. Exactly, that's... Let's uh... talk about something else. How are your mice doing? Harmoniously... 
knockout mice are doing harmoniously. You know, we successfully knocked out the TRPC2 gene in females. I know all of that. And they lost the ability to detect pheromones in the vomeronasal organ and started behaving like males. I know about Tricking females into thinking they're males just by knocking out one gene. Isn't that something? It's pulchritudinous. And moreover... I read your paper. That's great. Shows that detection of the male pheromone suppresses a functional circuit for male behavior in the female brain, regardless of testosterone or estrogen levels. Mounting, pelvic thrusts, olfactory exploration of the female genitals, all of it. Genuine male behavior. I had to explain it to this girl in a bar the other day. Who? Nobody. Just this girl... So I told her how you can knock out certain genes in mice to see what they do. Oh, yeah. Uh, Laureen told me you explained this to her. Who? Laureen. Laureen, my girlfriend? That Laureen? I know who she is. I didn't say you didn't. I think I told her at Bob's party. Go on. So I'm, I'm with this other girl. And I do the whole teacher thing about knockout mice, and she's going all, oh, that's so interesting. And then she asked me how many mice I kill every day. Oh, jeez. Unquestionably so. So what did you tell her? I told her she didn't want to know. But then she asks me how you do it. Kill the mice. Correct. So I tell her about how you gas them in the chamber and snap their necks and whatnot. And naturally, she starts to get upset. Like, she assumes that all we do all day is kill tons and tons of mice gratuitously. Uh, So I tell her not to worry. These animals... Are so inbred, they're dumb as rocks. Lorene told me. I guess I need some new icebreakers. Anyway, so I finish. And without glancing at me, without acknowledging me further, without any regard for the sanctity of my God-given humanity... She turns with a kind of satiny indignation and leaves the bar. Huh. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, well. Anyway. So, uh, I'm surprised you wanted to meet up so fast. It's only been a week and all since the, uh... Uh, Yeah, well, something came up. What? I don't know. What? I... Okay. When you were working for Mendio... You mean before you took... Yeah, before you left. Yeah. Did you ever notice... Notice what? Peter, hello? Notice what? Notice something funny. Funny? Yeah. Funny about, uh... Just spit it out, for Christ's sake. Her numbers. What about her numbers? Her numbers. Yeah, I know. Her numbers, for Christ's sake. Spit it out. You never... What? They're fucked up. What do you mean they're fucked up? They're, they're, they're fucked up. Her numbers are all fucked up. They're fudged or something. Greta's got fudged data? Greta fudged her numbers? It's all fucked up. How do you know? How do I know? Because... I re-ran the ANOVA test, and the numbers were too perfect. I mean, the whole thing's subjective to begin with. I know that. Before you can get anywhere. You don't have to tell me. But 
how do you judge what's genuine mouse-on-mouse mounting and what's just them running over each other? I mean, you can. Potter Stewart, you know it when you see it. And Greta Mendio knows what she sees. But I'm telling you, there's no way she saw what the numbers say she saw because the numbers are way, way too perfect. How much is fucked up? Years. After I found this one thing, I looked up the data sets for everything, and this fucks up so much shit. Well, like, what are we, are we talking a a perfusion or a concentration? I've found fucked up numbers that undergird four major papers, a bunch of grants. And you smoothed the histograms. Yeah. I did the Gossen kernel, Efren, the whole thing. Now, I personally did research on the Nature 2018 paper with her, so I ran all the tests on the numbers I had on my hard drive. And? They're not the same numbers. They're two completely different data sets. Really different data sets. For shit's sake. I knew Mendia was an asshole and all, but... Uh, she's not an asshole. She fired me and hired you. Ergo, I consider her an asshole. Hold on. She's a respectable... Sure she is. Okay. Whatever. So, you'll go to Don Nicholson on Monday, then... No. You're not going to the department? Of course I'm not going to Don... Don Nicholson? No. Of course you are going to Don Nicholson, because that's what you do in these... No, I'm not. Because that's what you do in these situations... What the fuck do you mean you're not going to Don Nicholson? I'm not going to Don Nicholson. Jesus Christ, that is the most fucking moronic thing I've ever heard. Of course you go to Don Nicholson, of course you go. No. Then who? What do you mean who? What do you mean who? Who the fuck are you going to tell about this? I'm going to tell Mendio. Greta Mendio? No, you're not. No, No, you're not. When did you find out about the fudge data? Last Tuesday. Fuck, Tuesday? What the fuck, Peter? You waited nine days, you dumb fuck. I gotta talk to her. You dumb fucking dumbass. You are- Hey, 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 hey. Just calm down, okay? Don't open your flabby mouth in front of Greta Mendio. Yours and her best interests are no longer commensurable, you understand? You at least have the data sets with you. Yeah, they're on my laptop. Give me a second. As Peter opens his laptop, Max waits a moment before violently flipping him off and silently screaming at him. Peter is unaware. Take a look for yourself. Did you you run it through WaveClus? Of course I ran it through WaveClus. I ran every goddamn algorithm. And I'm telling you, this kind of data for these kinds of experiments in Mendio's lab are fudged. That's the case, then, Peter. As your colleague and sometimes confidant, I am telling you that you cannot go to her with this. You go straight to Don Nicholson and make sure Mendio gets screwed before she screws you. No, that's not the right thing to do. Why? Because Greta gave, because she gave you a job? Because she's a big fucking deal? No, because maybe there's a reason or something. Maybe there's something we don't understand yet, and I don't want... Oh, what do you want? What do you mean? What do you want, Peter? What are your primary interests and assets you need to protect? I don't want anything. Oh. I I, I just want what's... Well, that's really fucking admirable, Pete. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have candy, yeah? And you want to keep your candy. You want your candy just like everyone else, which is fine, which is natural, which is admirable. But this thing puts your candy in alarming peril. Because if Greta goes down... You go down. Because as you know, Pete, your name is on those papers with her. 
If Greta goes down, you go down because Greta is an asshole and won't get fucked without returning sir. Are you sure you're not? What? Are you sure you're not? No, what? Are you sure it's not personal? I don't follow. Because she didn't pick you for the job because she never put your name on a paper. Oh, for the love... No. No, of course not. Of course not. You think I'm being vindictive? I am not vindictive, Pete. I don't have a vindictive bone in my body. All I'm trying to do is knock some fucking sense into you before you walk off a cliff in your fucking underwear. I think you're mixing metaphors. Oh, Greta is God, okay? I don't see what you The you're... Empress Mendio. All hail. You work with her. You'll have your own lab in no time. You know that. But the Empress is a harsh and callous sovereign, Peter. Take it from me. And she will gladly fuck you through both ears if she feels threatened. I don't believe Greta would do something like that. I honestly don't. Jesus, you naive. I I was born and bred not to screw people over. I do not screw people over. Sure you don't. And I reject your argument. I reject it. It's selfish and it's destructive and... My argument? Peter, I'm not having an ethical pissing contest with you. This isn't a fucking class discussion. So fine. Waltz into Greta Mendio's office and say, Gee whiz, Greta, I found out you were doing the academic equivalent of fucking little girls. And guess what? She goes behind your back and frames you for it. I swear to you. Come on, She'll do it because she'll be paranoid that you'll do it to her. Tit for tat. That's what happens when shit hits the fan. Nobody's going to find out, okay? Greta will hear me out, and she'll clean it up. No, and no, it won't. No, she won't. It, it, it'll get all cleaned up, and, and you know, you know what? You know what? Let's just calm down for a second, and let's let's just calm down. Let's just calm down. I am calm, Pete. Are you? The grief hath crazed my wits, you know. Yeah, sure. Want some tea or something? No. Tea would be good. You want some? Not really. Okay. Well, I'm making some, and if you want, you can have some, okay? What kind? Irish breakfast. I can put a caffeine pill in it if you want. That's how I take mine. Okay, sure. Peter pours water in two paper cups, sticks them in the microwave, and starts the machine. Sorry, no teapot. Yeah, teapots are overrated. Absolutely, they are. Shitty day outside. It's just cloudy. Yeah, that's what I mean. You don't like clouds? No, I I like them, but the ones that are out today are like the weeds of clouds, you know? Not really. They're all thin and compressed and ugly. And they spread across the whole sky and block out the sun. Pause as the microwave hums. Sorry about the house, by the way, the condition it's in. It's shabby chic. Right. Anyway. I'm sorry. I just disagree with what you're saying about all this. I agree to disagree. Well, I... So why... Why'd you ask me in the first place? Well, I mean, I thought you were going to back me up, but you didn't. 
And that's fine, and I disagree with you. That's all. You mean you're saying I'm wrong? No, I just disagree. Which is a euphemious way of saying you think I'm wrong. No. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying what you're actually saying. No, you're not saying what I'm saying. You're sticking shit in my mouth. No, shit is coming out of your mouth, and I'm identifying it as such. I'm not bullshitting. Deliberately. You're not bullshitting deliberately. You just are. Okay, fine. You're wrong. You are totally, completely, utterly, downright 100% wrong. How's that? That's much better because it's true and precise. What does that have to do with anything? It has to do with everything. You have to be precise in your communication. Oh, yeah? Yes. Precision. Precision. You need to describe what you're talking about precisely. Well, what if I'm describing something that's ambiguous? Then precisely describe the ambiguity, okay? Jesus Christ, this isn't hard for Christ's sake. Jesus, because otherwise, if you're not precise, you start saying stuff you don't think you mean. And then you start believing what you don't even know what you're saying. And before you know it, you're at my throat with a fucking kitchen knife and you don't know why. You're just incandescent with unchecked rage. That's why you gotta be precise. Just like you're writing a goddamn lab report. Writing a lab report's got nothing to do with the difference between saying you're wrong and I disagree. You're wrong! The microwave beeps loudly. Peter opens it and removes the steaming cups of water. You know, I'm kind of getting tired of your sanctimony here. Really fucking tired. You know that? Here. He hands a cup to Max, but does it too forcefully, and boiling water spills all over Max's hand. Oh, fuck! Fuck, God! What the fuck? Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Fuck! It was an accident. I'm sorry. Just just come over to the sink. Fucking fine. Let's run some cold water over it. Just give me... Here, here, here's a towel. Take the towel. Max snatches the towel from him and starts to dry himself off. He goes over to the sink to run some cold water over his burn. You okay? Yeah. I'll be fine. Fuck. Peter crosses the corners of his mouth slightly upturned. Sorry. Long pause as Max runs water over his hands. Things calm some during the extended silence. Peter puts some sweetener in his tea. You know, um, in Baltimore, the slang for diabetes is the sugars. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Nothing. I'm just trying to, you know... Diffuse the situation? Yeah. Well, that's just great. Do you want me to make you another? No. Okay. Peter takes out a pill bottle and drops a caffeine pill into his cup, then another, then drops in a tea bag and starts cleaning up the mess on the floor. People don't realize scientists are conniving bitches and bastards for the most part. People don't realize how cutthroat it is If you don't have tenure. The guy who figured out green fluorescent protein should have won the Nobel Prize, but he got fucked over by his friends. Now he drives a shuttle bus in Huntsville, Alabama. It's a true story. See, Pete, the one thing that life's ups and downs of luck and friendship and being fucked over is taught me it's to nurture and cultivate a profound intolerance to bullshit. Vehemently. And others and in myself. And at its best, science is a knife that we use to cut away bullshit in all forms. I look out at the world and I see nothing but bullshit. 90% of what comes out of people's mouths, complete and utter, burying everything. 
So how do you know? You want to know what the right thing. You say you want to know what the right thing is. What is the right thing to do? Whatever best furthers your own self-preservation, that is the thing to do. That is the logical and biological response. How should I live my life? Well, let me tell you something, Pete. It does not matter how you live your life, what, what choices you make. There are rules, and you follow those rules so you don't get fucked over. They are rules, not morality. Thou shalt not. You have choices. But in the end, the only thing that matters is whether... But in the end, the only thing that matters is whether you are still walking around tomorrow because that's all you've got. All you got is a tangled, myelinated axons and with little glutamate and serotonin and NDMA receptors thrown in. And when those things shut off, it's over. But when... I'm not finished yet. The world... The world is, Peter, for the most part, people fucking each other over, regardless of race, sex, or creed. And I'm pretty sure that buried down under all your bullshit about cleaning this up with Data and the papers and Greta Mendio, down beneath all your bullshit about doing right, underneath all of that, you believe what I'm telling you. You believe it. You operate solely, mechanistically under it. And you're aware of it. And you embrace it. And you indulge in it. And I think your ostensible denial of your awareness of it is starting to piss me off a bit. What do you mean? I mean what I mean. No, I mean I spaced out during your Jeremy ad there at the end. What are you implying either about? Nothing. Forget it. No, what? Not forget it. Forget it. I got all worked up. You know what you should do? You should write all this down, even the part where you trash the shit out of me, and you should make flyers and pass them out on the street with a megaphone or something, because I bet people pay big money for shit that tells them how fucked up they are. Too bad. Set it and it's gone, and writing it down will just mess it up. What you write down isn't really what's going on. It's actually the case in your head. Really? Well, what you said is pretty fucking damning, if you ask me, so... No, you speak truth. You speak truth. Just shut it. Long pause as Peter sips his tea. He looks long and hard at Max, who is lost in thought. Then suddenly, violently splashes the hot liquid onto Max. Ah, Fuck, fuck, fuck! That's for punching me in the fucking face, you fucking faggot! You shut the fuck up! Max grabs a towel and starts blotting his arms and chest, then sticks them under the running faucet. Water sprays everywhere. Oh, well, there you go. The one fault we can never admit. Shut the fuck up. Kite, faggot, chink. Shut up. We all say it in our heads. Not that we're secretly racist or shit. We're just... Shut up. Better than everyone else, and that's a convenient way to say it. What did I say? I warned you. Fine, shutting up. It's like a huge urge to punch your girlfriend. Sometimes you want to, and usually you don't, but sometimes it just happens. Oops. They both look like they're about to fight. Max suddenly lunges. Hey! But Max hugs him hard. I love you, buddy. You're my best friend in the whole fucking world. Get off me. Peter pushes him off, retreats over the couch, and collapses onto it. Max paces around the room. Peter tries to calm himself, breathing deeply. I think we have an abusive relationship here. Peter absently kicks off his fairies and slips them onto the opposite feet. He does it without using his hands. It's a practiced habit. What's with the shoes? It places light pressure on the medial metatarsal and phalange. That's 
fucking weird. It feels good. It's abnormal. I'm not... I'm not sure we're good for each other. I'm not sure we should talk anymore. Who else are we going to talk to? I don't know. We've had some good moments. We killed our first knockout mice together. That's a bond which cannot be undone. That's true. I don't know what happened. We were best friends. Maybe we weren't. I think we were. It's hard to remember, but I think we were. Pause as the tension subsides into a calmer state, the two of them lost in thought. Peter starts miming a pair of scissors cutting something. He makes quiet snipping sounds. What's that? I'm cutting the heads off of baby mice. Do it when I'm distraught. I know how fast that'll get you in front of me. No, not actual baby mice. I pretend like I'm cutting their heads off, you know, as a cathartic activity. Snip, 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 snip. Sometimes you delight me, Peter. You hear about the man who found a severed head in his toilet bowl? No, who did it belong to? A human. Jeez. Staring up at him from the bowl, his eyes wide open. He mimics the face with its eyes bugged out. Did they ever find out who did it? Nope. Well. Max. Max Melby. Max Melby. Max Melby. (laughs) You have an ugly name, you know that? Max Melby. Max is an ugly name. I concur. You ever heard of the angel Max descending from the heavens? I have an ugly name. When is Laureen gonna say, oh, Max, baby, you're so fucking hot. Oh, Max. You know what she's thinking when she says your name? She's either thinking... Max has started playing with his phone. Maxwell House Coffee, or Max Bialystok, or Max Weber and the Protestant Ethic, or... or, Bang, um, bang, Maxwell Silverhammer. (laughs) And none of those things are remotely apropos to the subject of romantic passion. I bet you have more emotional interchange on a daily basis with your phone than you do with human beings. Is that so? Indubitably so. Well, I am an antisocial fuck. You said it first. You think I'm the only guy who derives pleasure from decapitating mice? No, I kind of like it too. But you don't work with knockout mice. Yeah, but when I get the chance, I like to do it. Must be why we're such good friends. Undeniably our reason for friendship. Our jobs let us do some pretty fucked up shit. Is it wrong to get pleasure from killing mice? I'm not torturing them. I don't go around killing more than I have to. I mean, maybe a hair or two more, but nothing notable. I follow the same protocol as everyone else, but whenever I do it, I detect the faintest involuntary sensation of pleasure. My skin tightens up a bit. Director Peely. And I get a 
little unfocused. Oxytocin, prolactin, then I endorphins smile. Place animal in chamber. Narcotize with carbon dioxide from tank. Euthanize with cervical dislocation. Crunch. Snip. You're doing baby mice. And they call it sacrificing. That gets me. Not killing. Sacrificing. Hey, did you sacrifice those 30 heterozygotes today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, did you uh, hear about the English anesthetist who, who got in with the mob and started working as a hitman? Yeah, I heard. He suddenly realizes something but says nothing. Jabbing poor fuckers in the neck with insulin shots to make them look like heart attacks. Well, this is depressing me. And my shirt smells like Darjeeling. Uh, Irish breakfast. All right. Damn. Well, what a night is this. I, um, I talked to her. What? I talked to her about it. To who? To Greta. To Greta. You lied to me? No, no, I... Oh, fuck. I... What the fuck did you say? Nothing. What the fuck did you fucking say? Nothing. You just said you talked to her about the data. What did you say to her? I didn't say anything. What the fuck did you say? I just asked her about the data. You asked her about the data? I didn't say anything. Stop fucking equivocating. What exactly did you say to her about the data? I asked her about how she does the subjective coding for mouse behavior. And what did she say? Nothing. Then what did she do? Nothing. She can't do nothing. Articulate to me in fucking American English. What did she do? She looked at me for a second. And then she told me how she does the coding. And? And that was it. What about the coding? It was normal. How normal? It was normal. I didn't see anything wrong with it. How long did she look at you? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? It's everything. The number of bytes of emotional information exchanged between the two of you in that pause was astronomical. Stop psychobabbling. I don't know. Two seconds? And what did she emote? Look, I'm not a fucking idiot. I can read people. Shit, you can. I know how to read people. And? She didn't give up anything. She was normal. So why'd you make a big fucking deal about it? I didn't, Max. You did. If you just asked her how she codes the behavior, why'd you even mention it to me? Why'd you mention it to me with, with that weak, dramatic pause if her response was normal? What are you saying, Pete? Nothing. Don't say nothing. Say that word one more time and I'm going to chop your fucking balls off, okay? Why did you wait to bring all this up just I don't, now? I don't know. Maybe my tone of voice with her. And what was your tone of voice? I, I don't... Bites of emotional information. Bites of emotional information, okay? I, I just kind of... I said... Hey, Greta. Could you show me how you code the mouse behaviors? Because I want to make sure the results the undergrads are giving you are what you want. What you want. What you want. Just like that. Just like that. You are one dumb shit. I don't know. It could go either way. What do you mean? You say Greta's response was normal? Yeah. But she paused. She paused for two seconds, give or take, after you asked her. Maybe one second. Between one and two seconds. Greta Mendio is smart. Yes, she is. She's probably a good actress. You're saying she was faking being normal? It's possible. Is it probable? It's possibly probable. What's that make it? 50-50 probably. 
50-50 she's lying to you if you want me to pull a number out of my ass. I don't know. Maybe you're screwed already. What could she have done to screw me? I don't know, but she's Greta Mendio, and you've given her a nine-day head start to fuck you over if she's smart enough to realize it, which she could be. What are you doing? She sent me an email last Tuesday. Shit, 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 shit. Now you tell me? What does it say? Uh, hold on. Here. Hi, Pete. Thanks for your diligence today. That's it? Yeah. Let me see. No. Why the fuck not? Why do you want to see it? Because I fucking want to. Now let me see it. No. Why? Because I got personal shit on here. Oh, my ass, you do. Stop it. Get the fuck off me. He opens the computer and reads. You little shit. I'm sorry. You little fucking shit. Hi, Pete. Thanks for your diligence today. Could we talk Friday at 5? Why the hell would you leave that part out? I don't know. The fuck you don't know? You're making a Why huge... would you lie to me in a situation like this? Why the fuck have you been so fucking evasive all You're night? You're blowing this... All fucking night you've been like this, Pete. What the fuck is going on? Nothing! 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 Okay? Here's the fucking truth. She sent this email. I got scared. I called you over because I respect you and want your advice. And then things got out of hand and we both started getting really fucking jumpy. And then we got all philosophical and shit. And I got relaxed. And then things got fucked up again. And I thought about what I said to Greta and what Greta said to me. And then the email popped back into my head because it was pertinent to what we were talking about and I told you but I spoke too quickly and I forgot about the most important part because that's what happens when you're fucking scared and angry and taking caffeine pills, okay? I blurted shit out and then I tried to catch myself. I swear, I swear to God that's all that happened. That's all that happened, okay? Christ's sake. You're scared. You're not aware of your own thoughts, and your mind is all disconnected from itself, and you do stupid shit when you're scared, and that's it. That's it. It means nothing, okay? But you, Max, you read into everything and inject and infect everything with your goddamn skepticism and your goddamn paranoia and your goddamn inquiry. And I'm fucking fed up. Up with it. I am fed up. <laughs> Fuck. He swipes metal bowl off the counter next to where he's standing. Fine. The bowl's contents, coupons clipped from magazines and newspapers, spill onto the floor as the bowl clatters around. Jesus! I'm sorry. Uh, you spilled your coupons all over the floor. Thanks for noticing. Uh, now, could you help me pick them up? Yeah, uh, sorry. He bends down, and they start cleaning up. <laughs> you really like coupons. Yeah, it's a thing. It's not a bad thing to do. Do you believe me? Yeah. Yeah. I believe you. He gets up and goes over to the computer. Peter continues to clean up. Max rereads the email. Hi, Pete. Thanks for your diligence today. Dot, dot. Could we talk Friday at five? Why'd you say dot, dot? That's what the email says, does it not? Yeah, but... What do we have? What do we have? 
we have either an incomplete ellipsis or an extraneous period. Thanks for your diligence today, period, could we talk? Or, thanks for your diligence today, ellipsis, could we talk? Do the author intend it to be an ellipsis or a period? What does either choice imply? Period, end of story, but also seriousness. Ellipsis to be continued, but also a strengthened link between the two sentences, or perhaps only evoking a playful tone. So did the author intend a period and accidentally type another, or did she intend an ellipsis and, and leave one out? Does this suggest that she was so worried about that 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 her hands were were shaking or in a hurry because her mind was racing about what you might have discovered about the data? Or perhaps the imperfect punctuation is a result of carelessness and all of this is unrelated and she actually has no idea what's going on. Yes, or that. I've never seen Greta's feathers ruffled. I've never seen her lose her cool. True. So you would think that I don't I don't know. We have incomplete information. We do. He types on the computer. What are you doing? I'm trying to see what it's like to you know, type a double period or two thirds of an ellipsis, ascertain which movements of the fingers might correlate with what emotional state and what effect it would produce. This is useless. You're right. Can I have some more tea? Yeah. Or can I have some tea since she spilled the first round on me? Yeah. You know what? I'll do it. He starts busying himself with the water in the microwave. He starts opening cabinets. I don't know. All this is tiring me out. Where are the... They're in the thing. The the caffeine pills? In the... Oh, here they are. Thanks. You're welcome. Max makes tea. Did you hear Ikea was going to start selling coffins? Ikea is definitely not selling coffins. No, they, they were going to start, but they, they figured people wouldn't be able to keep it together enough to put... Well, they thought it was a bad idea. I don't know. I read it in an email or something, okay? Well, did you hear about the man who carries a, a portable defibrillator with him everywhere he goes? Do you just have an endless supply of fucked up small talk ready to go? I read it about it in an, one of the papers, I swear. Guy's wife gave him a little blue nylon case with an AED inside for his birthday on account of that he develops a phobia of heart attacks. So he carries the thing around like a backpack for years. And the crazy part is that he actually has a heart attack one day. The microwave goes off. Max hands Peter a cup, pops way too many pills, and washes them down with tea. Probably on account of the... Thanks. Uh, Probably on account of... Uh, That's hot. I'll tell you. His wife, crazy bitch, that's why I'm never getting married. His wife buys him the AED. The man becomes intensely afraid of heart attacks, so intense, so crazy, so heart-poundingly phobic that it exacerbates his hypertension, and he has a heart attack. He's back where he started, and for what? She should have just bought him a new tie or something. Well, the experience has given him a newfound humility and wisdom. Some wisdom? Some humility. How many people do you know who had a heart attack and the doctor tells them, stop eating red meat and funnel cakes, and a year later... They're eating red meat and funnel cakes. Heart attack means nothing but being scared till you forget about how scared you were and how much agony you put your wife and kid through because of it. And the only thing you remember is how tight the nurse ass was in the hospital and how, how you finally had time to read that Tom Clancy novel you wanted to read and how... Shit! 
you know, how, how the whole thing was actually kind of comedic. So who gives a shit? You know, give them the short ribs. Human nature. Human nature. These caffeine pills were a great idea. You're twitching. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. How many did you put in there? I don't know, like eight or something. They smile for a moment. <laughs> Jesus, I almost forgot I hate your guts there. What do you mean? Nothing. It was a joke. He returns to the laptop and studies the email. Well, thy letter hath transported me beyond this ignorant present, and I feel now the future in the instant. I trust you've yet to reply to this missive. You trust correctly. Good. Now you can't waste any more time. Tomorrow you go to Don, you show him No. Your... What do you mean? She wants to meet with me. She wants to clear it up. It's obvious that's what she wants to do. No. If she wanted to screw me over... She would have done it already. Why would she want to talk with me? Don't you anticipate anything? How can you assume the best when the worst is equally possible, even more so? I'm not assuming anything. You're assuming everything. That she's not just calling you in to figure you out before she decides how to screw you over. That this isn't an ambush. And she's already talked to Don. And Don will be there waiting to interrogate you. That she, that she won't come up with some bullshit excuse to wave in front of your face. That, 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 that you won't fuck it up. Well, maybe if I was paranoid, I... Are you saying I'm paranoid? No. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. He accidentally knocks over the bowl of coupons again. Damn it! You spilled your... Shut up and help me. You have one option, as I see it. Fuck her before she fucks you. I'm not preemptively fucking Greta Mendia. Why not? Because it's wrong. It's wrong? I thought we were on the same page about right and wrong. She's my friend. Well, some friend you have. You walk in there and you're dead. You hear me? You're dead. I reject your position wholeheartedly. Fuck her. Fuck her over. No. Why? To protect her. Max kicks the half-filled bowl across the room, spilling the coupons again. You don't want to protect her. You're a selfish little shit like everyone else. Empathy is false. It is false. It's a feeling you selfishly desire to give yourself pleasure, you piece of shit. You fucking piece of... We are all shit. You just want to fuck her over because she chose me over you. Because let's face it, you can't accept that you're a mediocre researcher and I'm a good one. There. There's your self-interest doctrine. Why did you take my fucking job? You knew that was mine for the taking. You were supposed to take the fucking Genzyme job and this was mine. That, that was how it was always going to work out. You were so fucking excited about the Genzyme job, and then one day you just decide to change your mind and you take it all for yourself. You make up some bullshit research proposal, fucking blow me out of the water. Do you know how fucked up that is? God, I worked my ass off for six years for that job. And you just decide you want it and you swing it and you take it. Well, fuck you. You do what you need for your own fucking self-preservation. If that means fucking someone over, it means fucking someone over. And you do it, and that's... And you try to keep your sense of dignity intact, or at least sense of humor. Shit. The other day, I go to the DMV to get my license renewed. What does this have to do? Are we done here? Because I'm trying to tell a fucking story. I'm at the DMV. Peter starts cleaning up. And I asked the lady at the counter what I'm supposed to write in box number five because it asked me for the ID number of some dealership. And I don't know what that is. And she looks at me like I'm some cretin with her blue eyeshadow. She's about 52 years old. She looks at me with this stupid expression like a fucking frog and her burnt frizzy haircut. And she rereads this instructions to me with this pissy voice of hers like I'm a bozo and can't read the sheet. 
Like, I don't know what the words mean. Just rereads the fucking thing. And then her supervisor comes over and tells her she's given me the wrong form from a car dealership or something. I hate it. I hate it when stupid people think that they're smarter than you. Great story, Max. Max gathers his things. Well then, I guess it's time to get going. So if you don't have the brains or the balls to go to Don Nicholson about this, then I will. No, you're not going to do that. I'm sorry, Peter. Don't. Do not do that. It's not for you to decide. Yes, it is. Max turns to exit, but Peter grabs him. Yes, it is. This is my situation. Was your situation. Was your situation. Still mine. It's still mine to decide. You hear me? This is my decision to... For Christ's sake, Max, please. Please? Please. You fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. You're using me. You're using me. For fuck's sake. I'm sorry, Pete. You're making this decision based on your own addled, emotionally overcharged, biased preconceptions. Why? Is there something else you haven't told me? Give it back to me. Give what back? I brought this up to begin with, okay? I brought this to you. I asked you for some fucking help exactly. here. Exactly correct. You brought it up. You opened your mouth and you brought me into this. And I had the bad sense to stop and listen. Give it back. You gave it up. Now I'm an accomplice. If I don't say something and all this shit goes down and Don Nicholson or NIH or who the fuck knows asks who else knew about the numbers and you say you spoke to me, well then guess what? I'm fucked too. I'll never work again. I wouldn't screw you like that. How do I know? See, that's what I mean, Pete. You say you care about Greta or me or being a nice guy. But when shit goes down, when shit really goes down, you find you do stuff that doesn't jive particularly well with your ideals. You find out you don't even know who you are. And you don't like who you are. And based on past performance, I think it's pretty safe to assume that you don't know who you are or what you'll do at all. You already screwed me over with this job. You are... You... Do you understand? Max. You open your mouth. You introduce a third party into the situation who will act according to his own interests and ideologies. And, and as a result, Peter, this is no longer solely your situation. Now, you can believe I'm doing this to fuck Greta over. and Maybe I am. Or maybe it's just to protect myself. Or maybe because despite all the shit you've dumped on me lately... I'm smart enough to realize that at least some of our interests coincide. He opens the door. Just give me some time to think about this, okay? Okay? I'm sorry. Max, please. Come on, Max, please. Come on. Please. It's either you ratting on her or me ratting on her. I know, I know, no, no, I know. I'm giving you until tomorrow afternoon to make a decision. I trust you won't say anything to anyone. You do, you're fucked. You understand? Fine. I suggest you think carefully about this. He exits, slamming the door. He re-enters. By the way, I'm also aware that you fucked Lorene. Just saying. He exits. Peter grabs the bottle of caffeine pills and pops several into his mouth. As he swallows hard without water, he walks over to his caged mouse. Bitches and bastards. Conniving bitches and bastards. Snip. Lights out. 
Scene 2. Lights rise on Greta Mendio writing at her desk in her spacious office. Tough, confident, in control. Books everywhere. Enter Peter, carrying a binder. Peter, do you prefer to spell ekphrasis with a K or a C? What? Ekphrasis. Do you spell it with a C or a K? Yes, ekphrasis, spelled either E-C-P-H-R-A-S-I-S or E-K-P-H-R-A-S-I-S. Now I'm asking you how you prefer to spell it. Are you writing something? That's none of your business, Peter, but I'll answer you anyway because I like you, because I think you're a delightful person. I'm curious. Now, do you prefer to spell ekphrasis with a C or a K? Uh... Probably C? Why probably C? I don't know. You don't have a reason. Should I have a reason? Well, why would you choose C? K, then. No, you chose C, Peter, and I'm asking you why. Why did you choose C? Well, um, how do you like to spell it? Again, that's none of your business. And I want to hear what you think of it, Peter. I already know what I think about it, but it appears you haven't thought about it at all. So, I'll tell you what I think, again. I'll tell you because I like you. K. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool or interesting or titillating because K is such a lovely, angular, exotic letter that's so rarely used in our language, much less than a letter as banal as C. Doesn't ekphrasis, spelled with a K, seem more non-native to you? Definitely more Greek. Yes. Definitely more Greek. Was there something you wanted to speak to me about? Yes, in fact, there is. Please sit down. It's about what you told me the other day. You mean... Yes, I'm talking about the average score on the midterm. Oh. I thought about what you said, and I don't think I'm being a softy on it. In fact, I think I'm being a hardy, if you really want to get to the quick of it. Why? Please don't interrupt. Although the average grade was high. What was it? 85. Right. Jesus. Although that's a high average, the final grades won't be. Why? Because this is going to lure about half of the children into a false sense of security for the final. And they won't study or they won't prioritize studying. But one-fourth will keep chugging along because they're naturally obsessive like you and me. And another quarter will, I don't know, do something different. The point is, I designed the midterm, I designed it to test rote memorization, which I understand is something that appeals to the children's natural talents. Wouldn't you agree? I would. The final, however, is going to be an entirely different matter. I'm going to instruct Christopher to test our students' ability to synthesize and explain their dearly memorized facts in terms of experimental design. And that should fuck over a good lot of them. Are you following me? Yes. Are you sure? I care about what you think here, Peter. I care because you are an intelligent colleague of mine, and I will not tolerate any BS. Am I talking too fast? Damn it, I'm sorry. I told you I would stop, and I didn't. No, you're not. Don't lie through your goddamn teeth to me, Peter. Do not lie through your goddamn crooked teeth. Now, I'll make a conscious effort to slow down. How's that? That's great. Good. You don't know what ekphrasis means, do you? Sorry, uh, ekphrasis. Literature describing or commenting on a work of visual art, such as The Dance. I haven't heard of it. I'm not surprised. The Dance by Williams. In Bruegel's great picture, The Kermis, 
The dancers go round, they go round and around, the squeal and the blare and the tweedle of bagpipes, a bugle and fiddles, tipping their bellies, round as the thick-sided glasses whose wash they impound, their hips and their bellies off balance to turn them, prance as they dance, and I forget the rest, but you get the picture, pun intended, because the poem's describing a picture. Ha! Ekphrasis. That really is a perfect poem. Perfect, like A-Rod's batting stance. And plastic packaging, I'll tell you, plastic clamshell packaging looks absolutely perfect. But opening those containers routinely becomes a cataclysmic event, for me at least. Why are you looking at me that way? I'm not. Yes, you are. For God's sake, have I used that line on you before? No. What did I tell you about lying, Peter? What did I tell you? There's nothing I hate more than I did use it before. God damn it. Oh, well, mine's getting old, I'm thinks. <laughs> That's it. I just wanted to clarify things on the midterm with you. Off you go. Peter rises automatically, but then turns. He refocuses and collects himself. I, uh, I have a question. State that question. Do you remember, um, talking about coding mouse behaviors the other day? Which behaviors? Male-female sexual behaviors. No, I can't say that I do. Well, how can you not? I mean, I asked you to reiterate how you code so I could tell the undergrads who were— I don't know. I vaguely remember speaking to you, but if you want to know what to say to them, just give them the sheet. You sent me an email. Maybe I did. You don't remember? No. I can show it to you. What? Uh, Has this become a cross-examination or something? No. It's just you sort of – you thanked me for my diligence. Maybe I did, Peter. You're an exceedingly diligent person. That's what I appreciate about you. But you don't remember talking about coding mouse behaviors. I don't know. I have a partial recollection, Peter, a half-recollection. How's that? So you do? No. Do I remember talking to you? Yes. Do I remember talking about that particular subject? No, of course not. I talk to a lot of people every day, Peter, and frankly, you're not that important. I'm sorry. That was overly harsh. I don't know. I had an interview with PBS that night, and I was worried. You know how I get when they screw up the lighting. I found something. A needle in a haystack? True love? Happiness? No. With some numbers. What numbers? In the Nature 2018 paper. If you're interested in writing an addendum, I could give Leslie a call for you. No. Well, then spit it out, Peter. The numbers don't make sense. Would you like someone to explain them to you? No, the numbers. I did some tests on them the other day. Ah, so that's how you spend your time here. You do statistical tests on old numbers that have been already statistically tested. No, I was at home and – hold on. They're – the numbers are wrong. I think the numbers are wrong. They're wrong. They're funny. Are they funny or are they wrong, Peter? Are they funny or are no, they – No, they're right. Oh, lovely. They're right, they're wrong, and funny to boot, just like my husband. No, they're – they're too right. So they're wrong. They're too perfect. So they're wrong. So you have come to tell me – a tenured professor, that the data I published is wrong. Data in a paper that was diligently peer-reviewed and published in Nature. That is what you have come to tell me. No, I'm just saying the numbers may be mixed up. Mixed up. 
Well, who mixed them up? That's not the point. I am just... What are you accusing me of, Peter? I'm not... I'm not accusing you of anything. Because it would be highly disappointing and disrespectful to falsely accuse a woman who views you as her colleague of scientific misconduct. Don't you think uh, No, I, I never said that. Yes, you did say that, Peter. You are saying that. Just... Because it sounds like you are. And if that's the case, then I suggest you articulate your charges against me clearly. Or perhaps you should leave my office and seriously reconsider what exactly you're attempting to accomplish. Could we start over? Why? I just kind of think this got out of hand and I... Mishandled the situation. Yeah. In an aggressive and clumsy manner. Let's just... Okay, let's start over. Starting over? Over. Um... Mendia drops behind her desk, out of sight, then pops back up. Oh, hello there, Peter. How are you? Good. You called me a softie on the midterm exam, and I really think... No, I, I meant... Just humor me and go along. Well, I don't think I'm a softie, and here's why. Blah, 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 to... blah, blah, blah. What else do you have to tell me? I was reviewing the data in the Nature paper for an addendum I was hoping to write. You were? Yes. I thought I told you to do that. Wait, What I... did I tell you about lying No, to... it's just... it. I was going along with the thing you were doing. The thing? The narrative. What narrative, Peter? I'm only trying to defuse the situation that you have made overly tense to begin with. Okay, okay. You're right. I'm sorry. When are you scheduled to earn your doctorate? I looked at the data and I ran some tests, and I seriously recommend that we recode the mouse behavior for our control group. And why would we need to do that? Don't you want the data to be correct? Don't you think the data you helped collect and signed off on to begin with is correct? Can we just look at the data? Not today, Peter. I have to prepare for a talk I'm giving to the faculty club tomorrow, and at this point in time, it's at status dreadful. No, it needs to be today. Why? It's just... I just want to tie it up now. And I printed off the top lines for you on the tests I ran, and I have them right here. And it'll only take a second. Good, because that's all the time I have to devote to this. Here. He gives her some papers. What am I looking at here? Fisher exact, Tukey test, ANOVA. I hate statistics. You're saying the Fisher... Shouldn't have a coefficient less than 0.49. This is 0.83, which indicates... Hold on a second. Tampering. Greta freezes him with a stare. She reads some more, then looks back at him. Well, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want, Pete? I just want to clear stuff up and be done with it. So we're both on the same page, then? We are. You just said you want to clear things up and be done with it. I know. Well, we're done with it. But we're not. I say we are. But we're not. Who brought up all this bunk to begin with? You did, obviously. Did nature? Did another scientist? I'm another... No, Peter, you work for me. You work for me. You collect data. You collected this data, and you discovered that somebody may have messed up punching in numbers somewhere. May have messed up, even though most likely you're wrong. I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. This is incontrovertible proof. Is it now? Did you see anyone do anything? 
Did you see anyone recording one too many pelvic thrusts or one too many mouse-on-mouse humpings? These numbers prove it. These numbers don't prove anything. They do. They do. How can you not see that? I don't see anything here. You can't not see anything here. Why? Because these are two sets of data. Look at the two rows. I kept the original numbers I recorded. That's the bottom row. The published numbers are the top row. They're not the same. They're not even close. Statistically speaking. So what do you conclude? The numbers and the existence of the two data sets lead me to conclude that the numbers were tampered with. And who do you accuse of doing that? I think the numbers indicate... That's not what I'm asking. What do you think? I don't care about what the numbers say or what the numbers don't say. But... uh, What do you, you, think? What do you feel? What is your conclusion that you stand by and are willing to defend? State it. I, Peter Horn, think... That you fud... That you... That you misinterpreted your findings. What were you going to say? Nothing. No, just there. What were you going to say? I think you misinterpreted the experiment's findings. No, you were going to say that I fudged the numbers. Do you think that I fudged the numbers, Peter? I think it's possible. It's possible. Well, then. I deny it. Stand up. What? Stand up. Peter does so, confused. Greta comes over to him and begins patting him down like a TSA officer. He jumps, violated. What are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? Oh, for God's sake, Peter. I'm old enough to be your mother. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm making sure you're not wired. Are you serious? You're bringing up a serious topic. A topic that could get someone fired. A topic that could irreversibly destroy someone's career. How do I know that you're not trying to entrap me with some kind of lie? Get me into trouble for something I didn't do. I just think we should recode the mouse behavior based on the videos we took of them. That's not an option. Why not? Because they're deleted. Accidentally. By an undergraduate a few months ago. Who deleted them? I don't know. Someone who worked here when you were in Don Nicholson's lab. Then we have to withdraw the paper. Are you fucking insane, Peter? I have three million in grants writing on that paper. That paper underpins one of the most significant bodies of research in the past five years of my whole... How dare you suggest that I (laughs) self-immolate like that? Because of some quirk you found in the data, for Christ's sake? It's not even a quantitative paper. Jesus, you worthless piece of shit. You little dot. Want to know why I hired you and not Melby, brilliant Max Melby? Because he pulls shit like this instead of doing what he's told and shutting up and gassing mice. That's uncalled for. You called for it. I gave you a chance. Your work was shit, but I gave you a chance, and I'm sorry I did because you are a consummately mediocre... I'm a good researcher. You're average. And you're wrong about all this. So here's what we're going to do. We need to redo the experiment. No, there's no time for that. Greta, we have to. No, Peter, we don't. Why are you so frightened? I'm not. Then release the fucking statement. 
Say that you reevaluated how the mouse behavior should be interpreted. No. Here's how we're going to do this. We are going to wait. We are going to wait because no one is going to bring it up, because the conclusions are sound, because the experimental procedure is logical. I'm not going to embarrass myself by- That's not right, Greta. Oh, you're my ethicist now. You're my moral guru. It's improper academic conduct. And my name is on that paper with yours. So you're speaking of practicality, not morality. I don't know what- You don't really care about proper academic conduct. You don't want your reputation soiled if the shit hits the fan. You said it yourself. Your name is on that paper with mine. And then you couch your argument in proper academic conduct. Please! You're doing what's in your own best interest. You can't admit it. You can't even admit what you did. Because I didn't do anything. You're lying to yourself. Hardly. What you have are a set of... You are lying to yourself. A set of numbers I've never seen before. Why'd you have to publish? That you calculated. God forbid your hypothesis was wrong. That no one said a word about... Prestige, grant money. Not one. Not nature, not dawn, not... No, Enough of this. I have real work to do. No! He throws down the papers in front of her. Look at these fucking numbers. Look at these numbers. They're wrong. They're fucking fabricated. They're made up. Get out of my office. You made these up. Get out! Admit that you made these up! And if not, then look me in the eye and tell me. Swear to me on your honor, on your husband, on your integrity as a human being. Swear you didn't change the data. young to understand it. You're still a child. You're just a child. But believe me, when you're expected to always, when the stakes are this high, when you've worked this hard to make a career, after everyone expected you to, (laughs) once you, oh, fuck it. Sometimes you do things, and you don't know why, but you know you have to do it. And you can't explain it to yourself, and for the life of you, you can't figure out why you did it. And it eats at you, and it eats at you, and it eats at you, and you can't tell anyone about it. Don't you know that feeling? I... Sometimes people do things. I have to tell Don Nicholson. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for providing me with this much-needed exorcism. I needed it. I feel cleansed. I really do. It's not too often that we get to encounter the truth now, is it? (laughs) The unvarnished truth. We go on with our lives as liars for the most part. 
perhaps punctuated by a few moments of clarity such as this one. But then it's important to take a deep breath and dive back into the fiction. Because that's what you have to do to keep going. That's what you have to do. Don's going to want your resignation. He gets up to go. I'm sorry. It's... I have to tell Don Nicholson. He walks to the door. You're too late. Peter turns to look at her. She opens her phone and clicks something. I just filed a report on your academic misconduct. What are you talking about? Just now. It's sent. You filed... A report on you for academic misconduct, for what you did, for providing the two sets of data, the original set and the set that you fabricated. What? Explaining probable cause. This was your first major co-published paper. Greta. It would make you a superstar, give you access to grant money, open you up for a tenure-track position. You needed to publish a groundbreaking paper. None of that. So you exaggerated your results and altered the numbers for your control group. None of that's true. That's just not the truth. Now it is. It's a total fabrication. It's exactly what you did. And now it's what you did. You can't just do that. I just did. It's not reality. It is reality. Reality's changed. You're lying. You're lying. What is lying? To intentionally contradict the truth. Which is what you are doing. Which is what you're doing, Peter. You are now contradicting the truth. The truth is this. The truth is this report backed up by this evidence. You obey an old truth, a dead truth, a truth that used to be. Oh, for God's sake, Peter, don't look at me that way. How could you do this to me? What choice did I have? You were going to go to Nicholson. You were foolish. You didn't have to come to me. You didn't have to tell Max about it. heaven's sake. You can't possibly be that slow. Max. Yes, Max Melby. He called me last night. What did you think he would do? He called me and said you were going to go to Nicholson. So I wrote a report in case you really did. And you confirmed my suspicions. You told me you were going to go to him. So I beat you to it. Apparently your friend really hates your guts. A knock at the door. And what do you know? Here he is. What are you talking about? Come in. Max enters, sipping a fast food soda. He makes eye contact with Peter, a moment between the two of them. What is he doing here? I'm sorry. I thought he'd be gone by now. You told her? I don't know what to tell you, Peter. You believe in the fundamental goodness of people. I'm sorry you believe that. It's not the most practical ideology. Bullshit. You rail against bullshit, Max Melby, the great intellect who cuts through bullshit. This is bullshit. You are bullshit. I'm sorry, but can we get going here? How could you do this? You fucked Lorene. He fucked Lorene? Indeed, he fucked Lorene. Fascinating. Okay, I fucked Lorene. What do you want me to say? I fucked her, she fucked me back. That's generally how it works. Now, can we get going here? No. Tick tock goes the clock. I must insist. No, 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 no. Hold on. It really is, Peter. No, no. Well, what in the world would you like me to do about it? We, hold on. We, 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 fuck. We redo the experiment. We do another paper, an addendum. Peter, uh... An addendum, a follow-up study. We recreate the same results. You mean the results you made up? No! To... 
We, we, we create similar results with similar methods that adds to the body of research. Do you want me to- We do what we were talking about with the excising the vomeronasal organ. It projects to the hypothalamus and the amygdala. That's why we knocked out the TRPC2 to begin with. We bring in my dissertation so we can- I'm not sure what your dissertation is worth anymore, Peter. Now, really, you're wasting my time, and the time flies. Right out the window. Peter smacks the table. No! Listen! 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 You win. I get it. We don't do anything. Max takes my job. I don't care. The report's already been sent. Don's reading it now. What exactly did you say to him? Exactly what you did. Do you want to reschedule? Peter reads the report, groans. Oh, this is... A fantasy. NIH will beg to differ. Tell him you reconsidered. Tell him you made a mistake. Are you fucking kidding me, Peter? Do you really think in a million years I'd make myself look like that? You think this is going to survive an NIH investigation? I write very good reports. You just sobbed in front of me about the truth. The unvarnished truth. You call yourself a liar and how you... And now you're acting like you... What's the point, Peter? She's Greta Mendio, and she fucked you. So this is your big theory, right? Tell the truth. Try not to fuck people over. Try to be a decent human being. Fuck you? No, Pete. It's that you were never a decent human being to begin with. I didn't understand it, how, how you could delude yourself into thinking you were doing the right thing when it was so obvious you were breaking every moral code in the book. Were you just cynical? Were you stupid? And then it hit me. No, it's part of your survival strategy. It's a natural advantage which I lack. The magical ability of yours to fuck people over and then look yourself in the mirror and say with utmost sincerity, I, Peter, am a good guy. Me, I'm, I'm fucking dying inside, but you, you just keep on smiling. This... Isn't about the Genzyme job, is it? Of course it's about the Genzyme job. That was supposed to be done. Well, Pete, it wasn't. Ah. Ah, what? Ah. We're not at the dentist, Greta. Ah, what? The Genzyme job. I talked to what's-his-name. Who's what's-his-name? That's why you wanted his job. I don't know anymore. That's it. What are you talking about? The Genzyme job. They were rescinding Peter's offer. It was kaput. What do you mean? They were losing buckets of money. They were cutting staff all over the place. You were out of a job, so you took his. Right? You do what you need to do. He was going to screw you over until last night. You know that. He wanted me to go straight to Nicholson and not say anything to you. You should have listened to him. It's a... I don't know. It is... I'm not finished. He was ambitious. He was. Shall we begin? No. Yeah, let's start. You can't just make it up. Don's office is down the hall. 
I'll expect you to be in the lab Tuesdays through Fridays. Fine. Ideally morning oh, to early afternoon, but we can on. work around your section this is a schedule. Lie. A lie. You'll be there responsible for publishing two papers a and year. This cannot I'll be help true. you find a this staff, cannot be but true. feel free Listen to bring to on me. people you know. Peter grabs his binder and violently smacks it down on the table between them, like a judge desperate to call his court to order. Smack, 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 smack. And then Max grabs the binder from him and smacks it across Peter's forehead. Peter yells. Greta looks up, surprised. Both Peter and Max are breathing heavily. It looks like it's going to come to blows. Peter regains control of himself. (laughs) Bitches and bastards. All of us. Bitches and bastards. He exits. Max sits there, staring into the middle distance, full of rage and hate. Greta studies him quietly. I don't like myself. Get used to it. Get used to it, or do something about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lights out. End of play. This has been a production of Play for Keeps. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.